This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Rental at a Time. It is July 26th, and this is your daily financial news. A couple of quick announcements before we get into the news. Is First and foremost, we need to congratulate someone who did five Yes, five transactions since June 1st. Folks, one of the things I'm really proud about One Rental at a Time is the experts that we talk to weekly are a part of our Facebook group. And uh, if you're in the Facebook group, Omar Alfaro actually talked about some deals that he got done since June 1st. So Omar, uh, this is for you. Congratulations. 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 And yes, one more time, congratulations. Your five cards will go out in the mail this afternoon. Folks, if you are in my private Facebook group called One Rental at a Time Works, do me a favor, show some love to Omar's post, ask him some questions. Uh, I hope to get my experts engaged even more in the private Facebook group. And you can help me do that by responding to their comments, asking questions such as that nature. If you're not a part of my private Facebook group, do me a favor, leave a comment below, congratulate Omar for his success, and I will ask him to take a look at this. Uh, I think the more and more we show support for this six experts that we talk to each week, uh, you know, the more the easier it is for them to keep coming back and helping us, so that is awesome. On that front, we have finally launched the three additional Mortgage 101 videos this morning. They went live at 7 a.m., I was personally having difficulty getting one of the videos uploaded. That is now fixed. So if you were in my course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time, three more Mortgage 101 videos are live. They're actually six, seven, and eight. Uh, video number five, we have to chop up because the file was just too big. Uh, as Matt and I have talked, you need to take a look at how to read a loan estimate. Uh, this is something you can use whether you are purchasing or refinancing. As you will see in the video, there are some fixed costs, which everyone charges, and then some variable costs, which you can uh, you can have a discussion about. And the funny thing I think about this data here is that one video, how to read a loan estimate, is probably going to save all of you enough to pay for the course. The course is $299, and most of you will save more than that if you get one mortgage or one refi because you can read a loan estimate. And it makes me very happy to understand that you will get that kind of return. And then everything else is just extra. I think that's pretty cool. So uh, on top of that, I want to highlight uh, some videos that I put out on Sunday. Sunday is not a very active day on this channel. So I had a couple conversations with Laura Morby, one where we talked about 40 years of housing day data. Uh, turns out she is a data junkie as well. And I actually want to call out the second video I did with her where we talk about events in our lives and how they became fuel and not excuses. I talked more about my $150,000 loss. She talks about having a child at 20 
and how both of those things could have been excuses, but we turned those into fuel. Uh, that is an important conversation and actually is something I am working on and might talk to Greg Dickerson about in about, I don't know, 26 minutes or so. On to the actual daily financial news. We got some reports that I highlighted last week. We got Hasbro, uh, kind of toy manufacturer, if you will. They beat top and bottom strong demand. I found it interesting that they called out their Wizards division. I had no idea. They have a Wizards division. Turns out it's Magic and Dungeons and Dragons, um, which is uh, taking off and really strong, so good for them. Otis Worldwide, this is one that I highlighted uh, last week to really understand what may or may not be happening in the kind of construction industry. Uh, Otis blew it out, beat top and bottom, and as I expected or thought, it was highlighting strong new equipment sales. Yep, that's a sign. Then we have China kind of cracking down on technology. I will once again ask folks why the heck you are investing in Chinese stocks listed on the U.S. stock exchange, especially their internet stocks, now their education stocks, then their food stocks. They are clearly trying to flex their muscle. They are not a capitalist society. They can change the rules in a minute. That is now hitting, I guess, I'm going to guess these names, Diddy, Tal Education, and Tencent. When are we, when are we going to learn that um, the rules that we think apply here don't apply there and you can have a rug pull in any, any second? So I just don't get it. Curious what you think. We got Tesla coming out after hours. Anytime I talk about Tesla, we get some Tesla bulls and some Tesla bears. So what are you thinking? What do you think Tesla comes out with? I suspect Tesla will be like most companies in Q2. They will announce blowout numbers. Uh, but for me, Tesla is going to be interesting on a couple of fronts. One, what's going on in China? I suspect China is um, not as friendly as they were hoping. Two, are they still making the lion's share, if not all of their profit, by selling regulatory credits, not cars? I think that's odd that a car manufacturer makes money selling credits and not cars, but who am I? Two or three, what's going on with chips? Uh, chips are causing some pretty significant, uh, I don't know, bottlenecks in other car manufacturers. What's going on with Tesla? And then finally, price hikes, right? They've alluded to the ability, need to raise prices because of input costs. So what is going on there? Again, I don't really care about Tesla's Q2. I care about the second half. So let me know what you think. I'm just curious. Some of you are really... Tesla is one of those stocks that you either love or hate. So just curious. Leave comments below. It'll, it'll report after hours. Uh, this is a big week for the S&P 500, specifically because four companies... It's, it's kind of amazing. Four companies make up 20% of the S&P 500. That is a uh, not a very balanced market. In case you're wondering, those four stocks are Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Alphabet. You may know it as Google. Uh, yes, those four stocks make up uh, 20%, and they all report this week. I think I think two on Tuesday and two on one on Wednesday, one on Thursday. I forget, but they all report this week. So again, it will be interesting. Not so much about Q2. I expect all of those companies to report monster Q2s, record Q2s, all of that nonsense. 
But what are they talking about for the future? For example, is Apple having problems with chips? Uh, is Amazon seeing cost, influ cost change? What is going on with the second half? So that will be very, very interesting. Um, something, again, that is very interesting for me is uh, the China market seems to be going on a risk-off trade. If you didn't see the news or didn't see the action over yesterday or this morning for us, for them, you know, they're a day ahead of us. Uh, they seem to be getting out of stocks into bonds. Uh, they seem to... Uh, the traders seem to be not understanding what is going on with all these changes in the business environment, and they're selling stocks and moving into bonds, which is driving rates lower. Again, I think the black swan out there is China's financial markets. I believe they are over leveraged. I believe there is a lot more bad debt uh, than they are letting on. And it will be interesting to see if the central government of China can kind of back all that up. Uh, that could be the black swan that's kind of lurking out there. Uh, I had a viewer, a subscriber of this channel. Thank you for all the uh, emails that you all send. Um, Talk about the Mortgage Credit Availability Index. This is an index I have never looked at. So I reached out to Matt, the mortgage guy, and said, hey, is this one of the things that you look at? And he says he does. Uh, basically, what the index is showing or telling Matt, again, I'm repeating what he shared with me, is essentially that lenders are adding or getting more restrictive. They are making tweaks uh, to things such as debt to income. Right, They are basically saying no to more people than they were before. Um, that's kind of where Matt left it. I'm going to add the next piece. So what's coming is my opinion, not Matt's. I don't want to confuse you here. But what I think is happening is commercial banks are realizing that the end buyer for all of their mortgages, i.e. the federal government, is going to start buying less. For the last year or so, they've had this kind of massive open pipeline where they knew, they knew they could just shove mortgages. I think they see that window closing. I think they want to keep cleaner or stronger mortgages on the books because they know that the end buyer may not be there. So that is what I think is going on. It is going to be harder to get a yes answer going forward. And I think that is what the Mortgage Credit Availability Index is showing us. It is at a low for the last couple of years. So again, all of these are signs, folks. Again, follow the real estate market, do the work, but never never take an eye off the lending market because our lenders getting tighter or looser can really drive activity. And right now, it seems like they are getting tighter, which is something to understand. Uh, something else to talk about that I think is really becoming a message for this channel is we are ending the peak everything period. Again, I think Q2 will go down as the peak for GDP. It will go down for peak earnings. It will go down for peak liquidity. And we are going to have to understand that the, uh, you know, that the tsunami that came in, which is the Fed buying and, the, you know, don't bet against the Fed, that is now going to recede. And as Warren Buffett, I think, is quoted as saying, when the tide goes out, we see who's swimming naked. I think that's a Warren Buffett quote. If not, I apologize, but I think it is. So we shall see what is there. Uh, then the last thing to talk about, again, something I indicated what happened 60 days ago is workers are quitting in record numbers. Uh, they are quitting for better opportunity and better pay. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but there was a record 4 million that quit in uh, May and 3.6 million quit in June. 
Folks, if you are in the service industry, it is you have never had the power that you have today. You can take your experience and skill set to another employer very likely and get a better paying job. You could also negotiate probably with your current employer and get a raise or a bump. This is what happens when the employee has the power. Uh, the employee has more power today uh, than they've had in my 20 or 25 years of investing. So take a look at that. And again, it's nice to see that opportunity is the thing that people are quitting for in moving jobs. So lots of interesting stuff going on. The peak everything period is ending. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with these big S&P companies. And again, do me a favor, reach out to Omar Alfaro, who is our real estate entrepreneur. We talk Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Send him some congratulations. Let him know that you follow or you watch him and you appreciate his time because he doesn't have to give us an hour every week, but he does. So let's show our experts some love. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.